Welcome to the Voices of Marketing Podcast. And now your host, John Shea. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, today in the show, I have Andrew Farabee. He's on the show to uh, talk about his podcast and blog, Knowledge for Men. Uh, welcome to the show, Andrew. Awesome. It's good to be here. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you got started with this blog? And I know you said um, you kind of transitioned into a podcast and you've recently launched this within the last uh, last year. And you're obviously doing really well. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your story and how you got started with all this? Yeah, absolutely. I think what's really important to understand here is I, I started a blog which was getting at it at its height about a hundred thousand views per month when I was blogging regularly, and I just transitioned now into a podcast uh, in November of 2013. And the podcast is, I would say, in November I had about 4,500 downloads. In December I had 50,000 downloads, and so far in January it's about January 28th or 29th right now, and we're at 132,000 downloads. So I've got done some work here, been uh, grinding really hard. And what I really want to point out, though, is I started this all blogging, internet marketing, this whole online business world with zero experience. I have literally, I had no prior experience when I started blogging. And when I started podcasting, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just Googling forever, going on YouTube, trying to figure out how to get this stuff started. So those are just some of the highlights. Um, I would say right after I graduated college in 2012, I was working for Target, which is a, I was a, I was a manager of a large retailer. So I'm sure it's, it's a you know, national company, actually international now, but I, I was working that job and it paid well. I had student loans, so I felt like I had to get a job, the highest paying job that I could get. And I wanted the you know, medical insurance and benefits. So I took that job and I did it for about a year. But after about seven, eight months, I quickly knew that this is something that I don't want to do, which was not target, which was not being a manager. It was that, you know, having just a job. I didn't, I wanted that, the lifestyle, I wanted the to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to build something that, that mattered to me. So I, I went all out and I just, I quit. And, uh, after about a year and that was in May, that was May, the end of May in 2013, Hopped online. I had the domain previously and I'd been reading a little bit about online marketing. And then, boom, I just got online, started blogging, writing like crazy, just reading like crazy, uh, watching videos on YouTube, just learning and growing. And and from there, just just started started the pot started the blog and then transitioned into podcasting later in November. So that's really interesting. So I mean, how long have you had the blog in total? Because I know you recently only started the podcast, but how long has the blog been out? The blog, I would say I had the domain for about a year and I was just, I, I wasn't really doing anything with it. It was actually a Joomla website. I, uh, I met with a developer on Craigslist and I just said I wanted a website and he, he set me up with, uh, he actually asked me, do you have a domain? And I said, well, what's the domain? And he's like, uh, do you have a hosting account? And I said, well, what's a hosting account? So it really shows you how much knowledge I had with uh, right, right. building a business so, or just start, you know, getting online. So I, that was probably a year before. So I would say in 2011, I had the domain and uh, we, we had the website up, but I really wasn't doing anything with it. 
And then when I quit my job is when I went full time and I was like, this is it. Like I need to make this work because I basically burned my ships by quitting my job. And, uh, and so I, I went full time with the blog in June, 2013 and then launched the podcast in November, 2013. Wow. So you really, I mean, with the blog itself, I mean, you said you've gotten, you, you know, you really started this thing from scratch basically last year. Um, how did you really bring in all this traffic and all these visitors, all these people? Was it like blogging about topics that just people were really interested in and Google picked up on that? Or like where, where have you really found the audience has, has come from? Yeah. So yeah, great question. I focused all of my energy on producing great content, like amazing content that it probably could be sold. I could probably wrap it up into like a short ebook or a, like a, some sort of short guide or I, I would create articles instead of, you know, your average articles about 600 words to 800 words. If you're going above that, like you're, you're really exceed going above and beyond. My articles were in the range of 2,500 to 4,000 words. I was putting together tons of just great content and I would pour like over a week into just one article. And this is, this would be like a full time writing eight hours a day, just really trying to figure out the best content that I can get. And once I had these articles, I would leverage social media. I would leverage my own personal Facebook page. So I didn't have a, a knowledge for men uh, Facebook fan page yet. Or, or if I did, it had like less than 20, 20 likes, which were just my friends. But I would, I would just leverage, I would put the article on my own Facebook. And from there, I would always get, I would get people sharing them. I would share my articles. And at the bottom of all my articles, I'd put a clear call to action. And I'll just ask people like, Hey, if you enjoyed this article or if this article had an impact on you, can you please share this with your friends so that we can impact more people together? And on some of the articles, I would actually make a video of myself talking about like the creation of the article as if this article was a product. And I had, you know, I'd take them through, uh, how it got started, why I wrote this article and what it would mean if you would share it. And, uh, you know, it would get picked up all over. Just people would share it, you know, when one person shares something on Facebook, like, you know, each person's going to have maybe on average five, 600 friends. And right. you know, what are the chances that somebody else is going to share that, especially if it's from their friends. So I would say during that time period, 90% of my traffic came through Facebook and the other 10% was coming through, uh, social bookmarking sites like Reddit or stumble upon or sure. dig. And uh, I was driving a lot of traffic through basically social networks. And I would say less than less than 1% came from Google organic search. Wow. Yeah. So that's really, I know that like, you know, I'm not huge, huge on Reddit, but I've found myself more on there like the last year and I'm in like a few communities and I know that place, like if something gets picked up, it just becomes insanely viral. Yeah, the key with with Reddit, actually Reddit is I, I've I like Reddit more than than Dig or StumbleUpon. Reddit is more simple, and the key is yeah, you got to find the subcategory. They have something called subreddit, and yep. when you when you find your niche, and and you don't go for the one with the largest group. I would, I would try and find the ones with the largest group thinking that, oh, if, if, if I get in here, then all these people will like it. But if you're in the wrong subcategory, then you just get owned. Like they just like make fun of you or like yeah, they just, yeah. they boot you down and the comments will, will destroy your, uh, <laughs> your hope for making, being successful. So finding the right subcategory. And then before then you want to be an engaged user. You don't want to just use Reddit to, to post your posts. You want to be engaged and you want to build a, you want to build some friendships there. So when you do post something, 
something and they see that it's from you, uh, somebody who you've previously helped before will go and give you that bump up. It really just takes like, you just need like 15 or 20 bumps and then from there you're going to start getting some leverage, especially if you're writing good content Then there's no reason why somebody shouldn't, uh, you know, bump you up and like it even further. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I haven't like out of all the interviews I've done, I don't think I've talked to a single person about Reddit and I haven't really seen people ever really talk about using it as like a traffic source, but it's such a powerful system. Like seeing what some of the stuff like happens over there. Cause there's literally everything, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say that not all traffic is made equal and the traffic coming from Google um, or the traffic coming from organic search is probably going to give you the highest like time on page. It's going to give you a lower bounce rate, but the bounce rate coming from Reddit will be pretty high because if you think about it, when you're on a social bookmarking site, you're really just like looking for quick consumption. So <clears throat> you're going to get a lot of traffic. So your goal at that time is to try and convert that traffic as quickly as possible into a lead or get them to opt in. So that's when I started messing around with opt-in and pop-ups to try and really sure. qu quickly convert all that traffic that was coming in. So then I can make them, you know, into, you know, a fan or a user, just trying to let them know that, hey, like I have a lot more other content that I have as well. Right, right. Now, I mean, you've got, obviously, um, you're getting a lot of traffic. I know just since we're on the topic, I wanted to ask, um, you know, how have you been, like, monetizing between the blog and the show? Like, do you have any eBooks or anything that you're kind of giving away? I know you had Audible. I, I saw that on your show. Um, you know, what yeah. else are you doing to kind of, like, monetize the, the blog and the show as is? Yeah, I would say that the easiest way for anybody to really get started with uh, monetizing your blog is through affiliates. And affiliate is just promoting somebody else's product. And I would highly recommend promoting a well-known product or a product that you have already used or something that you support. And so, yeah, I was selling affiliate products in the in the areas of of what like entrepreneurship I was selling affiliate products with dating and uh, some health products and then from there I was making some some uh, some pretty good some pretty decent income and then from that also coaching just by writing a lot and through podcasting people really you know they tend to really connect with you or connect with your message and so I have some coaching packages for personal development and also for uh, online online marketing blog and podcasting Cool. Yeah. So you, you've really got, you know, you basically kind of figured it all out in a short period of time, how to get everything rolling. It's all a learning process. I would say, I would say for, uh, honestly, it really just kind of started to happen. <laughs> like it's, even when I had, I was getting hundreds of thousands of visitors, I still didn't know what to do with it. And I had to learn to, to quickly capture it. I mean, that took a while to figure out that like, Hey, it's, I was gauging my success based on my traffic, which is wrong. You really want to gauge it based on uh, your your leads, your opt-ins. You want to look at other ways to measure your success, but gauging it on traffic alone, you know, traffic is just traffic. But you, you got to convert them. You got to have a goal, something, a call to action for that uh, for that user to to follow up with. Sure. So, I mean. It's really just been like the last three months where I really started monetizing, and the first three months is really just building a community and pumping out really good content. Yeah, I mean, I like that you've been like from the beginning. It sounds like you really knew the focus on those articles. It was important to release like quality, epic content. Yeah, absolutely. Epic content is is king, and I know when I first started, I was getting overwhelmed with. I was getting overwhelmed with all the internet marketing. There's just so much content available on how to how to do this. And the the number one thing that I mean with any business is is just always content is king and I I didn't try to 
you know, outgame Google. I just, you know, let Google find me. I, I figured that if I had good content and people liked it and I had good metrics, uh, based on my analytics, meaning like high, you know, there's low bounce rate and there's average time on page, uh, things like that, like low exit percentage, then Google's just, you know, going to see that and they're going to rank my article. And so I, I spent very little time with SEO. In fact, I, I probably spend like, <laughs> like almost zero time trying to figure out uh, SEO stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I I figure if you probably focused on like a very basic on-page elements and the content's good and you have good traffic already, Google's definitely going to pick up on a lot of that stuff. Absolutely. I mean, Google spends, I mean, they're such a huge company now. They spend billions of dollars just trying to create like the perfect search algorithm. And so it's only getting better and better. And the number one thing that they want, and it's clearly written, and, and they, they tell you what they want, actually. Uh, you can Google what they, what is it that makes a good blog? or a good website, and it's just good content. Like, they just want to give their users or the people who use Google or Firefox to, they just want to, you know, give them good, relevant content. So sure. if you do yeah. that, then you'll do well. So do you want to talk a little bit about, like, the transition? Like, obviously, you started this podcast. Um, I mean, where did that idea come up? Was it that you just wanted to start reaching out to these people that were, you know, surrounding this topic of, you know, the whole knowledge to men niche? Yeah. Absolutely. So I, as I said, I was writing like full time and uh, writing is really, really challenging, especially after, especially after you started pumping out like a lot of your best work. And I kind of felt like, man, like I, I'm not sure if I can keep, keep, keep this up, like keep up this pace of just publishing good content. And um, I, I wanted to get guest posters on my site. I wanted to build knowledge for men into a, into a site where it's like other people are contributing to it. Something like Huffington Post where there's just a lot of contributors that make up all that, you know, that site. So I started getting guest posts and found that, you know, the guest posts weren't as good as the posts that I had. So I, I had to like go back and forth with some of the guys. It's like, hey, it's this is like a 400 word article. Like this is really, they're really just trying to use my website to get some backlinks to their site is what I felt like. So I thought, hey man, why don't I just interview you? And and that would be great content right there. Just because talking only takes like you know thirty minutes to interview somebody, versus yeah. writing an, versus writing an article where that could take. Um, well, for me, I would spend hours and hours, and for others, it's still the same. So I, I transitioned into interviewing, and I was using YouTube to to publish my interviews, and I was doing it similar to to how we're doing it now. Just I would interview, I'd take the video, and then put it on my Knowledge for Men YouTube page. However, I found that I wasn't getting a lot of traffic through that channel. And I, so I quickly just kind of converted into podcasting because I felt that it's the same thing. I'm, I'm doing exactly the same thing, but it's minus the video. And there's already a hungry you know, crowd of people that are looking for you know, high-quality content and they're looking for interviews with some of these guys that I have. So that's what led me into podcasting was I, I kind of was being drained uh, personally from writing. And so I wanted to bring on other people who had expertise in this niche and then boom, just went from YouTube and then went to iTunes podcasting and uh, a couple other places like Stitcher Radio and Android. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, I I actually, um, tonight I went on your show and I was like, you know, I wanted to see what kind of guests you had on before I interviewed you to get an idea of what type of content you had on your blog. And I was surprised to find that you interviewed Dan Bacon of uh, The Modern Man. And it was funny to me because years ago I picked up one of his courses and his ebook, and I think I spent a couple hundred bucks on it. And I read through all that stuff like religiously over and over again um, when I was kind of like at this point in my life where I was like really trying to learn 
like dating and obviously men everywhere want to know that stuff and you know some people might might laugh at like you know buying into some of that stuff but i thought it was really cool that you actually reached out to him and interviewed him on your show yeah there's 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 a lot of guys and and yeah i think i think personally a lot of guys might think oh it's kind of weird to spend money but actually for you you know i think that's awesome you're spending money in in yourself and i think that's the best investment you can ever make is personal development whether you're reading books or or videos or you're taking courses i mean there's no better investment than one in yourself and and that's only going to impact the people around you just because you're you're kind of reaching for your height you're going for your full potential so you know i, I recommend you know everybody to get involved in any sort of personal development so but yeah, Dan Bacon is an awesome guy, and that that was a great interview. Yeah, no, I thought it was really good. I, you know, in the way that you you kind of do like the Q and A at end, you know, at the end of your show, I thought that was interesting to kind of like add a little bit to it. Um, you know, but it was it was kind of like the whole episode was almost like him just repeating the advice that he gives in his books, like in a very minor form. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he does that a lot, but nonetheless, yeah, you know. good content. Well, I mean, the base advice is there, but, you know, when it comes to, like, the dating world, a lot of people, you know, all have their opinions. I loved how he was, he, he talked about how he struggled a lot with different things, um, you know, and read all these different tactics, but then he kind of, like, tried to master the whole thing and really come up with a solution that works and then actually, you know, went out there and did it for himself and, you know, shows, shows all these examples and talks about it like he's very real. Yeah, and I think you kind of uh, experienced something like that. For the listeners, me, uh, we were talking, me and John, earlier, and uh, he, he had gotten involved in some other internet marketing clubs that were kind of teaching him some of the, you know, not the best tactics, just like Dan Bacon, where he was introduced to uh, some of the earlier pickup advice, which was leading him to get some bad results. So then he kind of had to learn and figure out where was the good advice and learn his own route. Which is kind of just kind of like what you said earlier, and now now yeah, you're listening exactly. to uh, to better guys like Derek Halpern, Pat Flynn, and John Dumas. So, I, you know, there's I think that that you know frame just kind of goes with everything in life. It's like you, you, there's a lot of like you know there's bad advice out there, especially online nowadays. There's a ton of content out there, and you kind of got to be careful because you know people probably want your money. So, you know, you you got to go out there, learn what works, and and just learn your own path and figure it out for yourself and find, find the right mentors to have, have and, and coach you throughout the, throughout the way. Yeah. I mean, I've always found like, you know, and it really kind of goes with what we're talking about was there's a Jim Ron quote that says, uh, you are most like the top five people that you hang out with or that you spend your time with. And, yeah. um, that's pretty much like, I found that to be so true in like the last 10 years of my life, you know, just seeing the kinds of people that you hang around with. And that goes true for anything, you know, especially in online marketing, you know, if you're, hanging around and learning from people that aren't teaching, you know, legitimate ways of doing things. And, you know, it's, it's going to basically rub off on you and you're going to be doing the same kind of stuff. Yeah. And you won't know that you're doing bad things because you're just following what other people are telling you to do. Exactly. Yeah. Jim Rohn, that quote has been the biggest thing in my life as well. Just your environment shapes who you are and that'll go for every aspect of your life as far, even like your, your business, uh, your health, like what you eat, you know, going to the gym, your relationships, um, your, your own personal growth like some people might might laugh at you for getting for purchasing something about dating and others like myself think that's amazing because you're developing in yourself so you know who you hang out with is really going to shape who you are in the end yeah yeah for sure now in terms of like your audience I mean you, you've um, you've obviously like, grown this very largely I saw you had almost 200 reviews on on iTunes 
Um, some were, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't look at everyone, but it looked like some of them were, were pretty like critical. Some were, were really positive. Um, you know, like, what do you think, um, you're kind of offering, I guess, in your niche, like that's really different from what some of these other shows are out there. I, I honestly haven't spent a lot of time looking to see what else is out there that's similar to your show, but I know, I feel like there's gotta be other stuff out there that's like this. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a few things. I think you there is a men's lifestyle. There's a lot of different brands out there and uh, that are try, you know they're trying to help guys, which is great. And kind of why I started Knowledge for Men uh, just to backpedal is because when I was kind of growing up and transitioning from you know like teenager into adulthood, I was always searching for something online that would be a, a good place where guys can go and learn about what it is to be a man, what does it mean, self-discovery, what is self-actualization, like what, just asking these questions. And all I could find really on these men's websites, not to talk them down, but like if we're talking about Maxim or, or FHM or we're really just, or askmen.com, which is probably one of the most popular ones. Sure. Um, those are really just, in my opinion, like dumbed down versions of Playboy where really they're leveraging, they're leveraging like women to get, you know, it's men's entertainment. It's not really a men's personal development website. Like if you, if you were to go to, I don't even know what it looks like, but I've done it before on an interview. But if you were to go to maxim.com right now, there's probably something on there about like the top, the top hundred girls of 2014. Right, right. If you go to if you go to uh, askmen.com, I did this during a presentation in uh, one of my uh, my college, and I was like, check it out. What does it say? And we checked it out, and the front cover or the front page said celebrate masturbation month, and it had a guy like doing a high five with his buddy. And so like that's really men's entertainment. Like that's funny. Like I, I get it. But as far as like developing yourself into becoming the man that you want to become, that's when I just was like, man, I, I kind of did all this research on my own and I felt like I've read so much. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put something together because I know there's a ton of guys out there that want some good content that can really help them improve their lives. Uh, and, and for women, I think there's a lot of content out there for women that does give them good advice. Um, not talking about like Cosmopolitan, but there's a lot of different blogs. There's other websites out there that really help women out. And I couldn't find one for men. So I just went and created knowledgeformen.com, which is pretty cool, pretty cool uh, name. And yeah. so that's, wh that's where I think I separate myself from a lot of these other brands is that they provide men's entertainment. It's more funny. It's more casual. And I'm providing really hardcore value to a man's life. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's kind of funny, like you like you said, you know, there's all these these places out there doing this, but it it does seem fairly like like it is more entertainment geared. It's not so much like the personal development, like learn how to do this. And now you've got people on your show, like people like Dan Bacon, who are you know they've kind of taken over like a very small niche of like men who want to learn how to you know become great at dating and picking up women. And there's obviously like way more to that, you know, when it comes to other things like you know, maybe getting a better job or like, you know, the way you look or whatever the case, you know, fitness, things like that. You could really dive into like quite, quite anything really. Yeah. I'm actually looking at maxim.com right now and like you can check it out, but like their front page is says girls in green and it's got like a half naked girl on the grass or like with her butt out. And it has to do, obviously football's coming around the corner, Super Bowl. The next thing is this week in porn star tweets. It's like talking about what porn stars have tweeted and so, I mean, this is entertainment and I think it's, it's cool. You know, you're looking at like beautiful girls and they're half naked, but this isn't going to help you get those girls. This isn't going to help you get the life that you want. 
And so that's where knowledge for men comes in. It's like you you can get those girls. Follow my website, follow my blog, and these girls will want you or that business that you want. I have guys on here who are you know millionaires. I've had Tony Shea on my podcast, who is the CEO of Zappos. Like if you know, this is good content that you can use to create the life that you want instead of just watching other people's lives. Yeah, no, I, I think that's good, and you definitely have like a really good point about how this is more like you know, and I've always felt like that too with a lot of these magazines. You know, it's really just there's lots of ads and things, and you know, it's really kind of bulked up. Like the 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 mass content isn't there. The like learning isn't there. You know. It's not like they have a course or anything that you go through on how to really dive into some of this stuff. Absolutely. But um, so, I mean, in terms of like future, like where do you kind of see things going in 2014? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I want to continue podcasting and, and really trying to raise the bar of who I can get on the show. This has been kind of like a game for me when uh, I just, I look at people's names and uh, I, I shoot them emails. Uh, I see, you know, I see people at conferences and I just run up to them and I, and I just tell them my story. And I don't want to share any names yet because it's not uh, officially approved, but I've gotten sure. some very uh, big players out there in the world, uh, some very, some celebrity status people that would be on the show. And, and to me right now, it's just kind of a game. Like how far can I take this podcast? Because yeah. so far it's it's gone farther than I could have ever imagined. Uh, within the first like two months, I had or first month I had guests on my show that I thought it would take me like years to get. So I just want to keep raising the bar of status on the podcast and just continue to drive more traffic to the website through the podcast and build an audience. And uh, I do want to uh, start creating some of my own products. I'm learning so much. I mean, all I'm doing is interviewing some of the brightest minds out there. And I want to put together products. I want to help and serve more people. And then I want to start putting together some live convention, lives like uh, live events, like live summits, where I, where I bring some of these speakers from the podcast together for like a live event for for guys. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, it's really cool. Like, cause I I'm, I was looking at your podcast list, and I mean, you really only started this in uh, you know November. I mean, it's like you know you've already had all these people on. I guess what I've found is like you know lately for me, I I used to feel you know, I know I interviewed Pat Flynn of the Smart Passive Income, who, you know, we mentioned earlier, he's like a huge online entrepreneur. You know, everybody who's been listening to my show probably knows who he is because I talk about him, I feel like, more than I probably should. But um, anyways, <laughs> he, um, you know, when I first interviewed him, I was so nervous and like, I, I just like was looking up to him like he's this really big shot. And then I really started just looking at things more casually. Like these people are, you know, like, you know, they, at one point they were just as low as I am. And it's not like I need to like be nervous around them. If I just act like they're my friends and things will just go so much more smoothly. And, um, when I interviewed Andrew Warner, um, you know, I'll shoot that guy like emails, like super casually, like he's like one of my buddies and that guy is probably so busy and has so much going on. You know, he's done almost a thousand interviews for his show. Um, you know, he's releasing like a course, but I like email that guy like, Hey man, I just, you know, did this and that, you know, I just talked to him like he's a friend. You know, and that's why I found works really well for like a lot of these guests, like for anyone who's afraid of reaching out to people, you know, you like, you'd be really surprised. Like it's a lot easier than a lot of people would think. Absolutely. I, I interviewed this guy, Greg Reed. He's, I don't know if your audience or if you ever read Think and Go Rich, but he's basically the modern day Napoleon Hill. He works for the Napoleon Hill Foundation. He just goes around the world and interviews like the most successful people. And I had him on my show and, and I asked him some, some things and he's like, the most successful people in this world are the most available people. 
and and i mean i didn't really i was like okay like you kind of put that together but, mm. but really like a lot of these successful guys we think that they're like you know they've they've already gone through the trenches like if you're already like kind of at the peak of your career like you've gone through the trenches and you have like assistants and you have managers and you have vice presidents that are doing a lot of your your work for you and a lot of these very successful people they have time on their hands and and they spend it doing things that they like to do and and sometimes i honestly think that when i reach out to them some of these guys are like kind of like they feel like kind of respected or it's like they feel honored to be on the show and uh so yeah, for all the guys out there, if you're trying to put together a podcast, or you're trying to interview people or blog, or even get a mentor, which which I highly recommend for everyone, is is just start shooting emails out. You know, just send out some like you like you mentioned, John. Just just be casual and be cool about it. Just send some emails out and and see what happens. You, you lose nothing. It's not like you uh, it's not like everyone knows in the world that you know you emailed someone and he didn't respond. It's, it's just yeah, it's just between you. Like nothing bad happens, and uh, emails don't cost you anything. Yeah. I think it's funny that you were talking, you know, that piece of advice that, uh, that he gave you, um, just in general, like I've always found that, um, like lately for me, even with my show, um, you know, I, I like we mentioned before we started, I, I recently started doing written interviews on my show and I was a little afraid of kind of like, um, you know, sort of getting garbage because of the way I'm doing it is I'm promoting, um, a gig on Fiverr just to make a little extra cash and hopefully meet new people. But I was actually really afraid of like having people like submit these, um, these, uh, you know, inquiries to me and they would just like have total garbage sites. Like they wouldn't be very successful, but I found like some of these people are super successful and they're sharing and I'm getting a lot more traffic to my blog and some of them actually have really great information to share. Um, I'm building more relationships. So it's like I'm helping everybody and it's just working out that much more. Like I'm, I'm making myself more available to help as many people as possible and like build more relationships by doing, more interviews and pretty much reaching out to anybody that's having any kind of success. Absolutely. I like what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, that, that was kind of, at least that's where I, where I feel like I've been going with, with the current show. And that's why I've had so many different kinds of people. Like you've kind of, you know, you're not so much in this like online marketing niche. Like you're really doing more of a very like, you know, it's a focus on men, but obviously you have to like add those elements in because of what's going on with the traffic and the audience and, you know, being able to, kind of monetize that absolutely yeah if you're going to try and do this full time like you're going to have to learn elements of internet yeah so and i mean honestly, yeah go ahead oh i was gonna i was gonna ask another question was you know i know you mentioned earlier you kind of gave up this um this job at target you ended up um leaving that i mean are you doing this full time now yeah this is a uh, knowledge tremendous full time and and yeah, it was really challenging when I quit my job because you know you had a really good uh, stable income as a manager, and uh, I was an executive for Target, and it, it was a great job. And I, you know, I had no complaints for, for that company at all. It just wasn't for me, and and it was really kind of scary. And so for anybody listening, it's like they're you know trying to think about doing the leap or they want to make the leap. I wouldn't say like just do it, like just do it. I, I think I made that move, but honestly, if I could go back in time, I would probably have just you know instead of you know, going out and like spending money like with the girlfriend or whatever it is. Like if I was going out drinking with friends or I would have just focused more when I was working, like get off work at five, six o'clock. I would have, you know, ate dinner, like went to the gym, came back like from eight to 11. I probably would have just started building this website more seriously. And then on the weekends, I'd probably work six, seven hours uh, every day on the weekends and uh, slowly build a business up to where it starts earning enough, en just enough money to live at like the bare minimum to cover rent, cover gas, cover food. And then from there, it's like you've reached 
um, financial freedom. I mean, in my definition of financial freedom, it's really just, can you cover your living expenses and have a, a little bit extra for some entertainment? It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're making a hundred million dollars a month, but sure. just, just get enough to where you're free from having to show up at work at, at a certain time. And, uh, and you, now you can really start focusing on building something that you really care about. And when you really care about something, it's like, you're going to be able to work like crazy like a 10 hour day is going to feel like a four hour day when it's something you really want to do. Like you won't want to go to bed because you're like, shit, like I, I have, sorry, <laughs> I have so much work to do. And like, I, I want to get it done because I'm building something. Mm. And uh, it's not like at work where it's like you show up, you get paid, you leave. And it's like, no matter if you were there or not like that, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like somebody else can replace you. But when you're working on something, you it's yours. It's like no one else in the world is going to do it besides you. It's like up to you to make this thing happen. So that really just kind of gets me going uh, when I wake up and, you know, just, just grind through the day. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of like what you described in a way that's sort of like what I'm doing. I mean, I have this odd, like third yard, uh, third kind of third shift. It's like an 11 to eight at my main, my full-time job. Um, and I'll find myself like sleeping in, in the morning, um, you know, but at night uh, I'm doing a lot of these interviews like this week. I mean, literally, um, I got home literally 45 minutes ago. I basically had 10 minutes to like eat a little bit of food and here I am now in this interview with you and my girlfriend's also next to me playing video games, which I'd love to be doing right now, but I'm making like that sacrifice, you know, to do these like little things that'll get me ahead. If I stick with it, I know that eventually it's going to get me to that point where I can say, you know, see you later to my, my boss and leave my job. Yeah, absolutely. I think, so many. I, I think the key with that is consistency. Is you just stay consistent on good actions. It's like you want to make sure you're, you're consistent, but you also want to make sure your actions are really good. So you're, you're doing the right things, and over a long period of time of good actions, being consistent, you're gonna get results. It's guaranteed. Just follow the people who are are successful, model them, and just keep going. And and yeah, like we talked about earlier, like surround yourself with you know with like-minded people and also people who are like ahead of you people who have already achieved what you're looking for and then also like-minded people because they have all that motivation and energy so i i you know i respect that so much anybody who's about to make the leap or is trying to make the leap um there's there's nothing better than 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 doing the leap and then finally getting to the point where you're like i did it yeah yeah, I mean, that's like, that's my main goal right now, too, you know, is to really get to that point. And I know, you know, it's it's definitely not easy, you know, you have to spend a lot of extra time, like, putting putting work into this and, you know, putting your free time, um, you know, sacrificing, you know, maybe watching TV or whatever else it is you might be doing, watching The Walking Dead or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, Breaking Bad or something or yeah. watching uh, something. Yeah, I, uh, it's funny because I never really watched a lot of TV when I was... Um, living with my parents, I'd mostly like play video games and stuff. And I, I bought a house in June and I actually went out, um, and found a roommate who turned into my girlfriend and we just watched like a ton of TV. Now we've watched like all of breaking bad and the walking dead and all these other shows, uh, Dexter. We just recently finished. We watched that whole thing. And, um, it's, it's, it's really fun, but like, you know, balancing everything. Like I still, you know, like if I have one of these interviews, like, you know, everything's easy to just, take time to do an interview and then I can spend other time like after watching a TV show. Like we recently got into like shameless on uh, I think it was like a remake of a UK show originally, but so we like bounce around, but you know, just keeping that balance of like being able to um, still stay like actionable with all these things, but not 
um, like go overboard to the point where it's like, well, I'm not going to do anything and like fall off and just stop. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking right here at my, my TV and uh, ever, ever since uh, I quit my job, it's, it's just like the most dustiest thing ever. Like I haven't turned on the TV and like, I mean, I won't lie. Like I've turned it on, but like, I, I don't, I haven't sat down and watched anything for like a long period of time in a long, very long time. And it's, I, I honestly like don't even know what's going on in the TV world. Like people talk about shows and, uh, I, I don't know what's going on, yeah. but, uh, it just gets to that point where like what you're doing just matters more and, uh, the, the people around you matter more. And, and that, that's what ultimately what's going to matter. Like I, I can't remember what I watched last year or the year before. I have no idea, but I know that I watched a lot of TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, for me, like I used to be really addicted to video games. I mean, I don't know if I want to, well, I guess in a way I could say it was a more of an, it was an addiction, but, um, I mean, I'll still play them like quite a bit, but I, I can't get into them anywhere near what I used to be able to really dive into. Um, I think part of it's partly the fact that I moved into a home and now there's just a lot more that needs to go on. Like I'm not, um, I'm a lot more independent now cause I have a lot more responsibility, but I mean, um, uh, you know, that was like something I would just drain so much time into and it's like really not getting me anywhere. Like it's not going to advance me in my life unless somehow I, I get good enough to play with the guys in like League of Legends or something. <laughs> <laughs> Start making money that way. But that's obviously like ridiculously competitive. You know, it's a pretty uh, rare that you're going to be playing video games and making lots of money and be able to quit your job doing something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, I think we've covered a lot. Um, I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to share or mention while uh, while I had you, but I think we covered a lot. I, I did want to mention too. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about after, but uh, I'll probably include this episode in a podcasting course that I released because I think there were some great tips in here for people that um, you know, especially about the whole thing about reaching out to people. Um, that would be useful for those of uh, you know anyone who who's in that course currently. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, throw my name and then uh, the domain or like who I am. You know. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead. And for all the listeners out there, the best way to get in contact with me would just be uh, my email is andrew at knowledgeformen.com or just check out knowledgeformen.com and see what it's about, see if it's something you're interested in. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for uh, taking the time out of your night to join me on the show. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure and uh, it's been great. Thank you. Yep. Talk to you later.